This is a Federal News Network podcast. A million years ago, that is back in 2018, one in five federal employees teleworked, and that's according to the Office of Personnel Management, out with new data on the state of telework in the federal government. Eligibility was also down slightly. Participation was up. But now, of course, it's way up. The new data from OPM is more than a year old, but it does shed some light on just how much work agencies had to do to expand telework during the pandemic. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco joins me now to walk us through all of this data. Nicole, give us the highlights. So, Tom, OPM puts out a report, as they are mandated by Congress to every year, and this report is from 2018. So, yes, like you mentioned, it, it does seem old and it seems even longer now that we're in this pandemic situation. But according to the data from OPM, about 22% of federal employees across the entire workforce had teleworked at some point during 2018. And that could include, that could mean that you telework three days a week. It could mean you teleworked once that year. It could mean that it snowed one day and you worked from home. So that number does include quite a few different scenarios. And OPM measures uh, eligibility as well across the federal workforce. And in 2018, 42% of the workforce was eligible to telework in some way. It doesn't mean that, you know, 42% of the federal workforce was in fact teleworking, but they do measure it. Per usual in these annual OPM reports, I mean, they make the point that, you know, the average teleworker is usually more engaged in their job. They're usually more likely to stay at their agencies. And sometimes they often perform better. Teleworkers were 72% more engaged than non-teleworkers at 63%. So this data, I think, is, you know, just especially interesting considering the situation that we're in today. Is there anything to be learned from it, especially now that we're trying to figure out how to get the most out of telework with almost everybody doing it? So, Tom, I think it shows who had the most work to do in getting prepared to move the majority of their workforces. And we do understand that it that to be the majority of the workforce to be teleworking now. I mean, there's some really interesting statistics in this report. So, You know, the Department of Veterans Affairs, for example, just 8% of that workforce teleworked in 2018. And again, that could mean, you know, it snowed one day and the majority of employees in D.C. worked from home. I guess it's not entirely surprising considering that, you know, most of VA is made up of health professionals and those are the people that have to be at work and they are still at work today. Other agencies, I think, also had a lot of work to do. The Defense Department 38% of DOD was eligible for telework in 2018. Just 40% of that eligible workforce actually teleworked. And then just overall, 15% of the entire workforce worked remotely in 2018. And of course, we've heard just the massive amount of work that DOD had to do to get its IT networks ready and, you know, working for, uh, you know, a five to tenfold increase in the number of users that can connect remotely. You know, and a couple other interesting points, you know, the CIA just had 93 employees teleworking in in 2018. And worse, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence had one person who was eligible and applied for their situational telework program. And that person did, in fact, telework at some point in 2018. So some really interesting statistics, I think, there. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Well, I think in the intelligence community, even now, they're doing less teleworking maybe than others, but they 
rotate shifts and they go to 24 hours so that they can lower the people density in their skiffs with teleworking they can't all get access so I guess agencies are now all teleworking for the most part, all the time, all the people. And I don't think we've ever seen a situation where this many people are teleworking for this long a continuous period. I think the periodical quality of it in the earlier years is maybe the biggest difference of all. I think that's right, Tom, especially when you consider that having teleworked in the year 2018 could just mean that the weather was bad that day and it prevented you from coming into the office. And you luckily have the ability to telework or work from home during that, you know, bad weather day. And, you know, I think it's also interesting considering some of the agencies who are really at the forefront of this pandemic, whether they're submitting stimulus checks to nearly all Americans or they're on the phone with small businesses dispersing, you know, some $350 billion in small business funds. You know, if you look at the SBA, for example, Nearly half of their employees were eligible to telework in 2018, and just half of them actually participated. So half were eligible, and then half of that number actually teleworked at some point. So that means that just a quarter of the SBA workforce had teleworked at all during that year. And I think it just goes to show you just the the sheer effort that has gone into getting these employees online and you know able to continue to provide services for the public. And of course, there are those who cannot telework, and you are reporting about what's going on with some Customs and Border Protection officers. Yeah, so the situation there, Tom, is that CBP, and this is the Office of Field Operations, they oversee the you know 300-some ports of entry around the country. They had negotiated with local representatives at the National Treasury Employees Union last month some weather and safety leave schedules. So if you were in that situation, you would maybe go to work four days out of the week, and then you'd have one day, we'll say, uh, on weather and safety leave. And that is paid time off, uh, you know, to be home with your children and that kind of thing. Those employees who were on weather and safety leave, they were able to be recalled back into their port of entry if they were needed. But, you know, generally speaking, I think NTEU and one of the NTEU local chapter presidents that I talked to said that this was working really well. But April 6th, CBP rescinded those schedules. And when I asked CBP about this, they said, look, you know, we need some of these officers to be on hand as we prepare for the potential increased influx of migrants along our land borders who may carry the virus. And, you know, I spoke with John Monahan. He is a NTEU local chapter president. And he just said, look, this is this doesn't make sense to us. He said traffic is down at his port of entry in El Paso. And the situation is just kind of incomprehensible to them. They don't understand why the schedules that worked well for them aren't in place right now. So it sounds like management is maybe using the situation to change the game for people that maybe not in a totally fair way. Yeah. And, you know, I I think there is an issue, of course, about just exposure, possibility of exposure to this virus. And, you know, Monaghan, he was the, uh, you know, local chapter president in El Paso, he said that seven of his officers had tested positive for the virus and that he and other union officials arranged for his employees to be tested for coronavirus off-site. So they went out of their way to make sure that his coworkers didn't have this. And NTEU said they're hearing about situations like that at other uh, ports of entry around the country, too. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out all of her coverage at federalnewsnetwork.com.
And stay up to date on your agency's latest response to coronavirus. Visit our special resource page at federalnewsnetwork.com. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.